Where do I go when there's nobody there to turn to? Who do I talk to when there's nobody there to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I go to the rock, I know he's able. I go to the rock. I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountains and the mountains stand by me. The earth around me seeking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Where do I hide when the storms of sorrow blow? Where do I run to when the wind of sorrow threaten? Is there a refuge in my time of tribulation? When my soul needs consolation, I go to the rock. I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountains and the mountains stand by me. The earth around me sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. I go to the rock salvation I go to the stone that the builders rejected I run to the mountains and the mountains stand by me the earth around me sinking sand on Christ the solid rock I stand when I need a shelter when I need a friend I go to the rock when I need a shelter when I need a friend I go to the service hallelujah are you ready for the word amen the word of God says that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God amen with a clap offering why don't we welcome to the podium my father your pastor pastor Chris hallelujah Let's pray together. Father, we ask your blessing on this service today and on the ministry of the word. Help us, Holy Spirit, to break the truth of life to the people. In Jesus' name, amen. You may all be seated. Thank you. And uh, you're all greeted in the name of the Lord. We welcome you all. We greet all those 
watching us on Facebook Live and uh, those listening to us on radio. We apologize for the radio people. You could not see what was happening here, but it was the dancing videos of the different branches for the Jerusalem competition. We believe the Facebook people could not see that clearly, but I've just heard from Pastor Charlie that at the end of this service, they will replay all the videos for those on Facebook because they sorted the color story out. And as you can see, because of the light in the tent, we can't see too clearly. So for me to pass judgment on the winning team, I will have to go back and study it more carefully. I have some favorites that I saw because I watched it in the morning service and now again. But I have to watch it very carefully to see. We always look at the effort that was put in and the creativity. Glory to God. But I'm sure you all enjoyed it. One of the purposes I think I came up with this idea was to, to get more participation from the church members who were slowly hiding or hibernating from COVID-19. And I saw many dancers there that I didn't see in church before. So it's a good opportunity now to tell them the church is open. Can I have an amen? amen. The church is open and they are all welcome to come back. We also now, at first we didn't have many children, but we are opening because we have more space in the three services. We also have an overflow room. I guess that they are all watching me. We wave to them in the overflow room. And uh, the Lord bless you. Amen. It's the hearing of the word that's very, very important. But in the overflow room, they can also see. So it's both seeing and hearing. Good. We welcome Sister Fortein back the first time after six months. Last week we had another sister here. Was it Sister Franco's mother? The seniors are slowly returning. Although Pastor Seth was one of the first ones that came back. And uh, Pastor Seth so joy, uh, graciously brought us some books. It is actually Bibles. Um, wonderful Bibles that um, has the whole New Testament and a few portions of the Old Testament stories. Pastor Seth arranged it for free. Yes, 200 copies. So if you would like one, especially if you don't have a Bible, please go to the back and then, oh, I think he will do the distribution. Or There are people at the back. You can get your Bible for free. It's, it's, um, it's organized by Samaritan Purse, Billy Graham organization. Isn't it wonderful? Beautiful. So you can get that. Then any other announcements I have? Before I start preaching, we have arranged, I have arranged for next week and uh, Saturday, uh, garden tea, garden tea, but I'll tell you about it at the end of the service. Amen. So you can join us. We are improving our garden in phases. So this is a phase that I want to bring some people and raise funds for the building. My job is to raise funds for the building. Amen. So I have to continually think of ways to do that. But we bless the Lord for all of you here this morning. Hallelujah. We are bringing to a close our wonderful teaching series uh, on the blessing of the Lord, laboring to be blessed. Because next month is beautiful October month where we normally enter into our loyalty discussions. Amen. 
Loyalty today does not really mean loyalty tomorrow. Yeah, so we need to constantly be injected with a flu antivirus or flu vaccine. A disloyalty vaccine that's coming next week if God keeps us all so that we can be protected from this wicked enemy called Satan and the deception that he um, so easily puts over the children of God. Hallelujah. But this was a wonderful series, I believe, laboring to be blessed. And if you really took note of what I was saying, then it will really benefit you. This is for your future. These teachings are generally for your future. In case some of you are wondering why Virgil hasn't been singing for the past few months, he will be singing shortly. Amen. He just had some wonderful mouth operations, but he will be back shortly. And you will hear the sweet sounds of Virgil again. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, the, the teachings on laboring to be blessed is very, very important to all of you. Because your life can either be a blessed life or a cursed life. And God forbid that you should live a life of curses. And constant heartache and crying and sadness. We don't want to be sad all the time, isn't it? Death is one of the things that brings sadness. Last week I was uh, preaching and I rebuked Yalpi Diedre for allowing the group into the 12.30 service. Who was here at 12.30? Uh, sorry, 10.30, 10.30. Who was here at 10.30 service last week? Put up your hands. Yes, yes. I said, LPD, don't bring such dead people into the 10.30 service. Because I even had a visitor, I had a Facebook, and they were all just looking at me. And she made an excuse, she says... She said, because your preaching is so interesting, they just want to listen to you all the time. I said, no! Remove them from the front seats. There's no inter-participation, nothing. Just... You see, so either two things, I'm very boring or you are very slow. I refuse to believe that I'm boring. Glory to God. Listen, this teachings on the labor. Labor means work hard. Express energy. Sweat for a blessing. Amen. And it's the secret to your life. I thank God every day when I wake up. Now I really understand that I'm walking in blessings. Me. And I thank God. I pray that God gives me more years to do more for Him on the planet. But isn't, even as of now, I have tasted enough blessings of the Lord to be grateful to Him all the time. Amen? Andre Crouch said, How can I say thanks for all the things that God has done for me? Things I did not deserve. But He gave it. To prove his love to me. Hmm. Yes. This morning I heard somebody say that there somebody has criticized me severely from the outside, saying that I'm just taking the people's money and I'm leaving the people poor. Hey. And I realized that if you make movements ahead. 
you will always have haters and criticizers and enemies. Amen. And their whole lives and ministries are based around you. So if I'm not there anymore, then they will also have nothing to say. <laughs> but I'm blessed by the Lord. And I'm enjoying my blessing. I'm walking in the blessing of Abraham and of David also. David was a very great king. He died in old age, full of riches and full of honor. Yeah, length of life, full of riches and full of honor. May you receive such a blessing. So every teaching that was taught you this past few months, I think for two months I just felt to stay in the teachings of the blessing. Because it's what, it's what makes all the difference. You see, it's what makes all the difference. And we taught you to give to God, to honor your parents, so many important things. Last week I explained to you how God can bring supernatural supply. Supernat it's not logic that things would increase in this way. Like bread and fish can feed 5,000 people. Wow. The God we serve is a miracle working God. Miracles still happens. Miracles did not die with the New Testament church. Miracles is still here. God can still do for you exceedingly, abundantly, what you could ever ask for or think. God can open room and doors for you that you never thought possible. You must believe God and have faith in God. Supernatural supply. Peter pulled in a net full of fish. And they realized that this can only be God. It is the Lord. Amen. I want you all to have wonderful testimonies of the Lord's great blessing. Hallelujah. Turn around from following the enemy. Turn around from following Satan's ways and his works. And turn around from the world. My mother's favorite uh, scripture was in 1 John. It talks about the world. Love not the world. Know the things of the world. Eesh, it's a hard one. We love the things of the world, isn't it? So nice, the things of the world. So pleasurable. But after that is, is the pain. It's a deception. Satan doesn't tell you about the pain that comes with it. He only makes you enjoy it for a season. Love not the world, nor the things of the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Eesh. So Christianity is a hard path, but labor to be blessed. Amen. Labor to be blessed and you will not regret it. You will enjoy the Lord's work and the Lord's presence. Hallelujah. So I want to close uh, the series today. By speaking to you about the highest level of the blessing. And it's the highest level of the blessing is that you are not only blessed. But you now become a blessing. Wow. Is it somebody that's blessed as the favor of God? Which is an old series I also taught you. Yes, God's favor is chosen. He's given increase. He's given blessings. Even riches, because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. 
But you see, there's a higher level of blessing. It's when you become a blessing to people. Glory to God. And today I'm going to give you one great secret of how you can become a blessing. Even after you have gone and left this earth, your life will be remembered as a blessing. Wow. You don't want to be remembered as a problem. Amen. I think it was Mike Murdoch who said, in life, you either solve problems or you become a problem. One of two things. Your life either solves a problem or it becomes a problem. Think about it. Sister, what, what say ye? What say ye? Jy is een oplossing voor een probleem. Of jy is een probleem jouself. Mandele bosta kandaraba. May I not be a problem. May I be a solution to a problem. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. So happy to see faces I never saw before. Or in a long time. We are reading in our Bibles, if you please, Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3. Hallelujah. We are going to become blessings, all of us. Amen. Yes. The Lord said to Abram, get out of your country and from your kindred which is your family and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great wow and thou shalt be a blessing Put that in yellow for us, my dear. Thou shalt be a blessing. My Lord and my God. Thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. Ooh. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Isn't that powerful? Probably the greatest blessing ever spoken upon a man was the word spoken over Abram because from him all the families of the earth will be blessed. Glory to God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. And may the words of God become alive to you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Seth, for bringing those Bibles. I think everybody must be with their heads in the Bible all the time. I think we must play a game. You like games? I think we must play a game where we spend more time in the Bible than on our phones. I don't know how that game will work. Literally, you can think of something. So at the end of the day, they must check how, how many minutes did I spend on my phone versus how many minutes I spent in the Bible. I don't think God makes phone calls to Vodacom or 
or sell seed, does he? So it can't be God speaking to you through that instrument. It's somebody else that's talking to you. Another voice. And the only dangerous thing in your life is a third voice. That's another quote I read from Dr. Mike Murdoch. The third voice is the dangerous voice. Because you have a voice and God has a voice, but if there's a third voice, yeah, you're in trouble. You're in deep, deep trouble. And as Bishop Dag once said, that ek suman of jylle klaar vermaan, terwijl ek op die vermaning trek is. My ministry will not be uh, fulfilled without the vermaning, isn't it? You must remember me like that, Julio. Will you remember me? Bishop Dag said, most of you posting things on your phones is not even your own stuff. You are forwarding other people's stuff just press forward all the time. The mooi boodskapie gekrystieer toek aan forward na amal toe. Sy mos my data man. Die mens het vir jou die goed gestuur. The people send you the things, the nice pictures. Now you forwarding, forwarding. Sy niks om te doen nie. Take your Bible and read it. You will really fall in love with it. Amen. And before you read, just say a short prayer. Say, Lord, give me revelation knowledge as I read. Now, Holy Spirit, speak to me as I read the Bible. And you will not regret it ever. We don't labor to be rich. We labor to become a blessing to other people. That's what our life, this is the new vision that you must have. That you want to be a blessing to people. Glory to God. When people see you coming, they must start smiling. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know what people say when you come running. As you want to come. Jesus. You know, I had to stop the dogs here at the site. I told the guys, please, sometimes I come with neat clothes because I'm coming for meetings and stuff then the dogs will jump on me, you see. So they're making a habit because I normally bring them food. We keep, I keep all our leftover food in the, in the fridge. Then I bring it. I think of everybody, not even you. I think even think of the dogs, you see. So I bring it so they know when I come. Their tails The master is coming, they say. And he bringeth good news. Hey! And they fight against one another to be first to come to me. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm coming to work in my old clothes, then I rub them, I rub them, I show, show them some love. You see. So they know when I come. But then, then the, the, the problem is sometimes I come dressed in neat clothes then, and then I know they're going to jump on me. It's all messy. It's a, pro, it's a problem I've created by being too nice. You know you can cause a problem by being too nice. It's like people ring my bell all the time for food, for food. And when I want to yell at them, they say, Pastor! Pastor! I say, your ma, is your ma all right? Is your ma all right? And when it's Alice says here, I say, is your ma, is your ma not all right? <laughs> hey! 
because my life has become a, a blessing to others. You see, so there's excitement when I enter. Yeah. Anything includes correction and stuff. You see. Doesn't mean that you, you must just smile with everything. No, no, no. What is wrong must be made right. Because when things are in order, we have comfortability, we have peace, we have enjoyment, isn't it? It's good to have mama. She can't be happy. Yeah. So that day I woke up at your house, she said, I'm not me. When things are out of order, you must put it in order. Amen? Ladies and gentlemen, we don't strive for wealth. We strive to become a blessing. Why work with all your heart to get money when you can work to help others? You know, sometimes people can just be working for money, for money, for money, but you're not even sharing your money with others. So you, you, you have not become a blessing. You have labored for your own wealth and your own riches. You've got a nice place, a nice car. Everything is nice, but others are not benefiting from what you have. We're not saying you mustn't work. If you work and you earn good money, it will also be a blessing to the church and a blessing to others who don't have. That's the purpose of your blessing. Do you get it? So that when God multiplies you, don't become selfish now. Use what you have to be a blessing to others. And God will give you enough wisdom to know who are vultures and who are really needy people. Because some people are vultures also. Yeah, Mike Murdoch says he regrets giving money to some people. He realized he, he, he wasted the seed. You can waste your seed. Do you understand? I felt like that one day I gave some money to a person and I just felt I wasted that seed now. Because you make some mistakes in life. You can't always know exactly where your harvest will come from. Are you with me? So you give your help, your help, your help. In mensen can so Mensen kan zo lig. But I have become so gewoond now on the lichter of the mensen. Ik ken al die kaarten. Ik ken al die kaarten. Die kaarten zo. Ik was goed, maar hij schuldt mij geld. Maar toen ik Abbe om kom, toen zei hij: nou niet, ik moet weer maandag komen. Maar nu ik het niet genoeg tekstje van je gehad om tot hem te komen, nou. Ik zei jou die en kees ik in het in als die zijn kaart. I only had enough taxi fare to go to him now. Now he says I must come on Monday. Now I don't know how to go home. I just need the 20 rand for taxi fare. Hey! Hij is nog een break, hij is een kaart. Als nog een ander paar, maar ik wil jullie niet te slim maken. And so you feel sorry for people and people, it's okay. God knows your heart. Amen. Sometimes you help people and people abuse you and people lie to you. But that will be on their consciousness as long as you've done what the Lord instructed you to do. I'm always afraid the day somebody stands by my gate that that's the time an angel came. And the others were all devils, but when the angel came, Hij zei, ik is nou een moeg van vir julle koski. En die Bijbel sê, when I, 
you will, you will be separated from the sheep and the goats. He said, why Lord? When, when I was hungry, you fed me. You come this way. But you, you goats, you never fed me when I was hungry. He says, Lord, when, when did we see you? When I stood by your gate. Anyway, are you still with me? I wandered, I, I, I wandered off my, my, my teaching, but the ultimate vision for your life is so you can become a blessing. Amen? And if I tell you to stand now and I generally look at you as of today, I can say who of you are a blessing and who of you to me or who of you are not a blessing, but I shall not do that. I'm just explaining to you that your life can, maybe you're not a blessing to me, but you should then be a blessing somewhere else. Glory to God. Like Abram. He didn't labor to be rich. What was Abram's secret? He, he labored to obey God. Beautiful. He labored to obey God. And in that obedience, the blessing is added. Now, oftentimes, uh, you will come at a crossroads. Listen to me carefully. Where the choice is money or God's obedience. Are you with me? And then, you'll see some choose the money and those who choose the obedience it won't be long then they overtake those who went for the money ah, yes they'll be better off than those who went for the glamour and the glitz it's a choice in life always look what happened to the prodigal son he wanted his money now the elder brother kept working laboring to be blessed he worked in the field but at the end, who was better off? The prodigal came back, but he had nothing left. He squandered his living. And the father said to the prodigal son's elder brother, all that I have is yours. Because when he ran for the glitz and the glamour, you obeyed me and you stayed in my field. Glory to God. May you obey God and may you receive the great blessings that's going to come to you and you will have the riches that Abram had. Hallelujah. Paul the Apostle warned Christians and declared that rich people should be rich in good works. Pastor Charlie was preaching here this morning and he was making some great examples. And as he was preaching, I realized that he's one of our most blessed, highly earned earning people in the church, Pastor Charles. And the reason why God has lifted him that high is that he just obeys the word of the Lord. And God has lifted him multiple levels, multiple. Now you can't even fathom. I can't even begin to tell you. But he's a good example of a man who followed God, followed the obedience of God. And as he works now in the secular world still, He's been elevated to high levels. I'm telling you. Just obedience. But should it come the choice between working for money or being here, you'll see his whole life is spent here. A good, good example. He was even making examples of his daughters. He said when his daughters come home on a Sunday night, he, he sees them sitting on the t TV front of the TV they arrive home at about 7 o'clock after they arrive here the morning about 8 they arrive tonight almost 8 
and they, he, say, he says they dowsing, they sitting like zombies, they tired. But he says he feels so blessed that his children are giving their lives in the work of God. He's, he knows for a fact the future is blessed. And he knows that it's the blessing that they must chase after. As for luxury they have, you can listen to the radio, he spoke about it this morning, they have luxury. They can easily go home now and sit and they have unlimited Wi-Fi. Yeah. And if they don't make food, they can just press Uber Eats, Uber. Take a lot food. Can they take a lot? They take a lot food. But they choose not to. They labor here. Scarol Delf, Scarol Delf. They are here all day. But they know what are they giving their lives to. Their lives will be a blessed life. And then they can become a blessing. Glory to God. Abram blessed the whole world by just obeying God. He never tried riches, just being obedient to God. That's the first important key. The second key, he labored, labored to be a blessing to many people according to Paul's instruction. Paul said in 1 Timothy 6 verse 17, that you must do good works, okay? He said you shouldn't be high-minded. Do good things. Help other people. He says, charge them that are rich. This is 1 Timothy 6, 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they do not be high-minded. A lot of people in this church, if you guys get good jobs, I don't think you will come back anymore. It is our experience. Because they cannot handle it. And later they leave. My experience. I'm experienced now. My gray hairs are out. People leave because they can't handle the money. Somebody, somebody, I read this in the week, I was laughing. This is this non-tither told the tither. Do you tithe? He said, Yes. He said, How much do you tithe? He says to him, I tithe a thousand rand. He says, A thousand rand per month? He says, Yes, because I earn ten thousand. He says, look, that means in a year you give 12,000. Did you think of it? He says, in two years you would have given 24,000. And in 10 years, 240,000. 20 years is half a million. You could have bought a Ferrari with that money. So the tither asked the non-tither. Do you tithe? You should know. So we asked him, now where's your Ferrari? <laughs> you didn't get the story. 
replace your Ferrari. You must don't tithe, but you then also don't have a Ferrari. <laughs> I, people want to come up with all sorts of stories to rob you from a blessing of God. Don't believe men, believe God. Abram's great truth was he believed God. And because of that, God promised him the stuff I read. You will be great. Your name will be great. Because you did what I asked you to do. Leave your country. Leave your kindred. Leave your father's house. Go to a land that I will show you. Wow. And you will not just be great. I will bless you. And you will be a blessing to the whole world. Hallelujah. Because you showed the world that if you believe in God, it's the greatest measure of faith. Obedience. Amen. Are you blessed? Blessing to many people. Paul said, charge them that are rich in this world that they do not be high-minded. Don't be high-minded if you're rich, okay? I wish you were all rich. I really wish because I need a lot of money to build the church. But the problem with you is, you see, I'm a, I'm a tuetua. I'm a huam huam. When you become rich, oh yeah, you become high-minded. You are high-minded. Look, I've seen that even though you're not even richer, say not a bitchy. Say not a bitchy. Then, then, then you keep yourself what you are not actually. Hey, what if you are really rich? Think about it. You see, we mustn't be confused. We want riches. Everybody would love to be rich, isn't it? Most people can't handle it. You don't know how to work with money. You don't know how to give to God. If Paul says, tell the rich people. Tell your neighbor, he's talking about you. Because the way you are dressed, it looks like you are very rich. Yeah, tell your neighbor. Tell the rich people they must not be high-minded. No trust in uncertain riches. Amen? No trust in uncertain riches. Riches are uncertain. Today it's here, tomorrow it's gone. Amen? I studied poverty in education when I was at university. One of the things I'll never forget, they told us when we studied education, they said, they'd give us the slogan, poverty is one paycheck away. In other words, you earn money every month, so you pay your debts, your debts. The day that the boss calls you in, say, listen, we are retrenching people. Huh? And your, your name is on the list. Poverty is one paycheck away. Are you learning? So the things you could pay, now you can't. Now your car is in arrears. Your house is in arrears. The sheriff, you know the sheriff? Not Clint Eastwood. It's another sheriff. The sheriff of the court is coming for you. He's knocking on your door. My friend David Ace from Uppington told me the story. He said the sheriff came to knock on Auntie Stinney's door. 
so anti-stini open. So we said, ek, os, os soek vir Christine, stini is mos Christine, os soek vir Christine van de Welk. So she saw it's the sheriff of the court. She said, nee, stini! Stini is lang kalfrik! Hy is rare! So we tore up the papers in front of her. But the sheriff is not going to tear up your papers. He's coming for you. Are you listening? Are you listening? That's when you're un... When, because riches are uncertain. You can have a lot today, tomorrow. And COVID-19 proves it to all of us, isn't it? Later, Sorry. Sorry, we can't afford you anymore. Many of you kept your jobs because of the grace of God. Yeah, the grace of God. So was he lucky? God's genade is for you enough. But for you, you need to let for your own sins. I can't even come. Hey, now we need work. So, and so you can be a yonki. Let's so you can always be ready working. And so it's circle. Tell the rich people, said Paul, do not be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they must do good, they, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science, falsely so-called, which some professing have heard concerning the faith. Grace with thee. Hallelujah. You will labor to be a blessing to many people. Number three, you will labor to be a blessing to the ministry. To the ministry. Like, like Hannah. Hannah was the woman who prayed for Samuel to be born. She was barren. She couldn't bear a child. And then she said to the Lord, If you give me the child, I will give him to the temple to work for God. Wow. So Hannah labored through the pregnancy, through the hard work, to see this little baby that other mothers would cuddle so closely. But when he was born and weaned, she took him to the temple and said, my labor is for the temple. Hey, I see many people here laboring for the temple and I can only see that God will bless them because God is not the man that he should lie. Look at this, what Hannah's, uh, 1 Samuel 1, 1 Samuel 1, uh, give me a child so I can give him away. 1 Samuel 1 verse 11, sorry, 1 Samuel 1 verse 11, give me a child so I can give him away. Ah, what a statement. I want all of you to lift your hands, say, Lord, give me a million rand. So I can give it away to the church. Kijk, jij kan niet zeggen, bed zijn niet, want zij denken ook, jarre, jarre. 
Give me a child so I can give him a way to become a prophet. She labored to be pregnant just so that she could give away the child. What a testimony. Who can work hard to give everything away? Look, look at 1 Samuel 1.11. And she vowed a vow and said, Lord, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child. Hey! Nochal a man-child. She, she said what child she want. Then I will give him unto the Lord. Beautiful. All the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. Ah, it's wonderful. May you be like Hannah. Who labors to be blessed. Now, I want to talk about the church building because I think this is the way God is also going to use many of you. But many will, will turn around at the crossroads because you can't handle the blessing. The riches that God can give you is to be so that you can be a blessing. Are you listening to me? But many people can't cross that Rubicon River. They can't be a blessing. When they get something, they become high-minded and selfish and inward-looking. I mean, Anna could have prayed this prayer and by the time Samuel was given to her, she could have said, Lord, I changed my mind. It's my child. I always wanted this child. She made a vow unto God. And she said, He say no, you're a temple to us, Jay. Hallelujah. May the Lord raise up at least there's two of such people in this church that can say whatever God gives me is for the kingdom. Amen. The last point before I get to the church is you must labor to be a blessing to others in the kingdom of God. Seek ye first, Matthew 36, 33, seek first the kingdom and His righteousness and other things will be given to you. So when you seek the kingdom, you're seeking to be a blessing. Instead of your personal wealth, you seek the wealth of God's kingdom. And you seek the interest of God's kingdom. If I can have more young people that is like that, then surely they will be blessed. Now, pastor, what must we do? What type of labor must we do then to become a blessing? I'll just give you one great secret and one great key. If you get involved in the building of this church that we are building here, it will be one and one of the great ways that you will be a blessing in your life to this world and to the generations to come. Normally church buildings last longer than 100 years. So surely in 50 years time, most of us will not be here anymore. 
Are you listening to me? But what you have then, the release is a blessing to the next generation and to many people you will not even meet on this earth, but they will see you in heaven one day. Are you listening? Labor for the blessing of becoming a church builder. Then in that way, your life becomes a blessing to others. Hallelujah! And that's what I'm doing. That's why it, it is my thrust in this time of my life. I have a house. I've got a very nice house. I have all the material things that you could think of. Why must I gather more? For what? Now I'm giving my life, all my money, all my energy to build the house of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I want you to take note of this because David, the king, wanted to build God a house and see how God blessed him. And this is how God is going to bless you too. Second Samuel 7 verse 1. Please, in the NLT, I'm closing with this. Are you all still here? Check with your neighbor. Rich man, are you still here? Rich lady, are you still here? Turn to your neighbor and ask, if you get riches, will you change? Will you be high-minded? Will you be different? When King David was in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies, we're going to read till verse 12, so just, I want you all to look at this beautiful scripture. The king summoned Nathan, the prophet said, I am living in a beautiful palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. Then Nathan replied, Go ahead and do what is in your heart, in your mind, for the Lord is with you. Verse 4. But that same night the Lord said to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? I have never lived in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. I have always moved from one place to another with a tent and a tabernacle as my dwelling. Verse 7. Yet no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to the leaders, the shepherds of my people. I have never asked them, why haven't you built me a beautiful house? Now go and say to David, this is what the Lord says. The Lord of the armies has declared, I took you from tendering sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people, Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone and I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on the earth. Hey! And I will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in a secure place where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they have done in the past. Look at all the blessings. Just because the man had a mind to build a house for God. He didn't even build it. It just was in his mind. Starting from the time I appointed the judges to rule my people Israel and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that He will make a house for you a dynasty of kings. Verse 12. For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom very strong. Hallelujah. 
if you build a house for God, God will build a house for you. Take that. That is a great statement. If you put your energy and your money towards building a house for God, God will build a house for you. How many of you know that the great problem in Western Cape and all over South Africa is houses? People are fighting for houses. They are taking land, land grabs. But the reason, the problem is that everybody is looking for houses. <laughs> Free houses. So, so somebody said, all these people that's grabbing land, they have houses already. And other people said, yes, they do. But their children have now grown up after 20 years. So they also need houses. You can build as many houses. Everybody's looking for a house. And then our people also complain and they say, Then they get houses here. It's all, it's all complaints. And some people say, But those have houses. This is the second house. There's corruption also in housing. Oh, you don't know. Corruption is all over. But the Lord says to you, You see, you need a house. Everybody needs a house. The government has a big problem because how to build houses for so many people. Because and then some is even stealing the money that must go into the houses. Everybody needs a decent brick house. Not a windy house. Are you listening? Not a shack. But it's becoming almost impossible because they should be wachles. Who long can they be wachles? My friend told me he got a house now and I said, how did you get this house? He says, my wife has been on the waiting list for 26 years. And eventually we got our house here in the Hague. They have smart color houses. So bright green and bright orange. He says, mooi, I said, like me not mooi tot jylle hulle was goed weer oor die fences hang en haar by die fensters uit. But anyway, but you need a house, isn't it? How many of you sitting here need a house? Put up your hand, you need your own house. Say, play the man, so say, play your yard. Say, yeah. Now I give you the key. If this is true, where God said to David, I will build you a house, that means you must then also take this way. You can go on the waiting list, it's the government's way to do it. Or, Put your energy and your money into helping us build the house of God. And God will build a house for you. Believe me, you will testify about it. Believe me, if I'm not a prophet to others, I'm a prophet to you. Build a house for God. And God will build a house for you. Yes, he said to David in verse 11, The Lord telleth thee, verse 11, that you will make a house for you glory to God and you will have a lot of favor in your life can you all start helping to build the church instead of laboring to be rich and you will have many blessings in your life instead of trying to build your own house strive to build the house of God and you will see hallelujah God will favor you Psalm 102 verse 13 thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her is the set time has come because your servants take pleasure in the bricks or the stones of the church and they favor the dust thereof God is going to bless you 
secondly God will bless you if you labor to build the house of God Amen in Haggai chapter 1 verse 4 I just want to go to the middle section he says that God will protect you you see God won't blow on your salary if God blows on your salary it means even though you earn money you can't actually show what you do with your money that's when somebody blows on your salary hy verdien 20000 maar hy kan aan niks wysie daar's 'n wind wat blaas op sy geld do you want God to blow on your salary don't labor for more money man labor to build the house of God so that God does not blow on your money and he wants you to think about this house why don't you rise up and go to the mountain and get some wood cut it for the house of God and the heavens will open over your head Haggai chapter 1:4 to 11 I just have don't have the time it's a beautiful verse God will open maybe I must read it He said it is time is a time for you to dwell in your houses and this house lie waste NLT then I read it quickly for them NLT Is this is what the Lord says look at what's happening to you verse 1 verse 5 yeah verse verse 6 Okay 1 verse 6 yeah He says, "Have you planted much but harvested little?" You see, this is what happens if you're not interested in God. You plant much but you harvest little. You eat but you are never satisfied. You drink but you are still thirsty. Ish. You put on clothes but you cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. Ah! Has me khialik verdienen so baie. My wife told me she knows people who earn a lot of money up till today for many years they don't have their own house they don't have their own place to stay it's almost like what happens to their money she says she even earns less than them but she's got much more than them because somebody is blowing on their pockets This is what the Lord says look at what's happening to you verse 8 quickly now go up into the hills now God gives you the secret bring down timber and rebuild my house then i will take pleasure in it and be honored says the lord hey now the lord sees you die manneke kom weg nog al hier vir die huis van die here this person is giving money to the build a church this is what happened here this is the same god i'm talking about who's you who you serve this is the god of abram isaac and jacob he said you hope for rich harvest but they were poor And when you brought your harvest home I blew it away. Why? Because my house is not built. My house lies in ruins says the Lord of heaven's armies. While all of you are busy building your own fine houses. Verse 10. It's because of you that the heavens with withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. Ooh, verse 11. I've called for a drought on your fields and hills a drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees this is just a curse a drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything why was this curse put on them they were not interested in building God's house they were only interested in their own houses 
Pastor Charlie said this morning, I repeat, the building of this church is perfectly timed for God to bless this people of BMI. Because the way I see the political climate changing, the way corruption is taking things over, it's like, when will you get your house? But if you build a house for God, let God build a house for you. Hallelujah. And even if the government builds it, they will die, the crack, the drada crack, the mirror crack. But God for your house, bro. Oh, hallelujah. It's going to be a strong house. Believe God. Believe God. Yes, you, if you have such a heart. 1 Chronicles 29, verse 28, I'm closing. He said to David, the Bible says he died full of days, full of riches and full of honor. 1 Chronicles 29, 28. And Solomon reigned in his land. 1 Kings 8, 17. 1 Kings 8, 17. And it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord. And the Lord said unto David, because it was in your heart, Yes, verse 18. Verse 18. And the Lord said to him, You wanted to build a temple to honor my name. Your, your intentions is good. King James is better. King James is better. King James. He says, And the Lord said to David, Whereas it was in your heart to build a house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thy heart. Amen. Thou didst well that it was in thine heart. Is it wonderful that God gives you a, a way out? If you look at what happens in the world, my, my daughter was looking at some properties and, I, and she said, you don't get a decent property in a nice place for under a million rand. Do you know that? Now think about yourself now. I give you a way out. Yes, the way. God has made a way for you. He said, because it is in your heart to build a house unto my name, you did very well that it is in your heart. Maybe you can't, you can't do much, but you can give a little. You can give your time, you give your energy, and you give little of your money. You do very well that is in your heart. And once the church is standing with all its glim and glamour, it will be a blessing to the generations to come. And you, being part of the building of this church, will then have been a blessing. Not just a blessed person. You won't just have your own house also, which will come, but you will be a blessing to the generations to come. Hallelujah. God is lifting you up. God is making a light shine out of you to be a blessing to the generations. We have come all the way here to give our money and our energy in a, in a poor township. Calvary is a township. But the light of God, Isaiah 60 verse 1, arise and shine for your light has come. Hallelujah. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You will be instrumental in building this house, you.
and then God in turn will bless you and you will be a blessing. Yeah, He will build a house for you because it was in your heart to build a house for God. You know, David didn't actually build the house of God. It was his son Solomon who built it. But what he did was, before he died, he organized from his friends timber, wood, cypress wood, fir trees, stones, everything, the material for the house of God. And the Bible says that God gave him a long life. He died full of riches and full of honor because it was in his heart to build the house of the Lord. This thing comes once in a lifetime. Like Corona might not come soon again because they have a vaccine. It was something that came once in your lifetime. Building a house for the Lord might come once in your lifetime. Don't miss this opportunity. Get involved. Your little bit that you give to the, off to the building of the house. It will be a, a, a temple of splendor. And you will be proud of it. Your name will be etched out into the stones there. Yeah. They favored the stones of the temple. Are you excited for the temple? I see God blessing you. I just want to tell you one thing as I close. Don't, don't take my prophecy lightly. If I prophesy blessing over you and you believe it, it will come. But when you become rich, don't be high-minded. Do good with your works. Don't leave this church now and look for a church in the mountain or in the other areas. Be a blessing to the people that are struggling here. Are you with me? I didn't take my family and go sit in a nice arm, white chain or white shirt that has nice playground for my children with colors and everything because you can find them there in Durbanville and there's nothing wrong with them but they're there for that people. No, yaka brain means what the bitsy opkom. I pak ook sy god, I can nie meer hier sit die die plastic stoel is te cheap vir hom. I soek nou sachte stoele met die armrest wat hy bitsy sy kop kan terugsit. I'm telling you it's the truth that our people abandon the poor once they become something and once God has blessed them don't forget this is where you started once we and you will become rich and you will become blessed because if you do what God tells you don't forget the people here because you were once part of the people here come back and plow into this area plow into the poor plow into your communities it's no problem you can go buy a house in the nice areas but why is it too hard for you to come back here you are high minded high minded I once met a friend who was with me in a church in Elsis so I, I, I met him many years uh, after I said hey he asked me what you doing I said no I'm pastoring a church in Bella and Dell and I said you I said no 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 I was a bit up was that now in the blanke kerk? Daar is stoelen zag. En hulle ook nie lang kerkie sê. Die kinder speel lekker daar met die kalle goed.
but you do well that it is in your heart to build a house here. You see, darkness is covering the whole earth, but your light shall come and arise, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. People will say that person made a difference. He wasn't just a blessed person, but she was a blessing to us here in Delft. Stand to your feet, everybody. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Blessed to be a blessing. How are we going to build the house of God? Amen. Your 10 rand matters, your 100 rand matters, your 1,000 matters, your 10,000 matters. Let's all give and build God a house. God is going to build a house for you. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for those under the sound of my voice that we will all give to your house and build it. And you said, like you said to Abram, you will make us great, our name great. And you will bless us so that we can be a blessing to many nations. May this happen for us in Jesus' name. Drop your hands. Is there anybody here who wants me to pray for you? Say, Pastor, I'm not yet born again. I, my life is not right with God. I want to make peace with God. My life is a mess. I've got so many problems. I know that I must make peace with God. Then my life will start to go in the proper direction. If there's somebody like that today, put up your hand. Pastor wants to pray for, with you. It's called an altar call. Is there anybody like that? I want to give my heart to Christ. I want to make right with the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you die tonight, are you sure you will go to heaven? It's the question. Are you ready to go? If not, you need prayer. Amen. Glory to God. Father, bless us as we look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's time for tithes and offerings. If you have a tithe, lift up your tithe like this. I want to pray for you. The others just remain standing. You're going to give an offering. The person is going to come to you now. Now take out your offerings while I pray for the tithes. If you have a tithe, keep your tithe in your hand also. All those who tithe, God will bless you because you favorably obey God. And God will look on, on, with you, on you with favor because you favor the stones of the temple. Hallelujah. If you want to give by your card, come to my right. You are blessed. Where's the tithers? Lift up your offerings. Father, we tithe to you from what we have received, the first fruits of our income, in obedience to your word and because we love you. Our dependence is on you. Our faith is on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, some will give tithes, some will give offering. You can just walk down the aisles and because we have more people. Don't rush. Stay, stay in one aisle, then you come down the other aisle. You understand, Brother Moses? Pastor Moses so go go that way then you ah, and you keep going if they don't give stand long in front of them like they did in that movie the meow meows and the bishops <laughs> so you go up and then you come down that's wonderful if you finish tithing you sit down then I know where we must all come to hallelujah Faster, faster, Moses, faster. I have two Ugandans taking the offering. Ugandans are normally very slow people. 
but uh, they're very honest. They're very honest. That's why I let them take the offering. Yeah, the Cape Townian people. I'm not so sure. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I decided this morning that I want to raise more funds. My job is to raise funds for the building. It's not a nice job, but I have to do it. People accuse me of a lot of things, but I don't care. God knows who I am. I must raise funds for, for the building. Remember, we gave half of the money for the steel structure, so it's coming. But when they come, they're going to ask us for the other half. We almost have raised the other half, but we need more funds. So Saturday, I'm doing a, a garden tea. I'm doing a garden tea. I'm inviting 100 people to join me. But I'm giving just a, a cup of tea and small, small cake. The idea is not the value of the cake to the value of the money. No, it's money for the building. Do you understand? But just the fact that you are coming, you're also going to be part of what we call the next phase of the garden. The garden is, is getting an uplift. It's been happening for the past few weeks. This week, more things are happening. Then you will be the first to see it on Saturday. You will not regret it. It's going to be really nice. Uh, I, I need a hundred people to give me a hundred rand and come join me. You'll get your tea and your donut and your cheesecake, whatever, whatever we can do. We'll see what we can do. It's going to be nice. We're going to, we looked at the weather. It's a nice weather. So we want to sit outside with our tables. It's going to be powerful. And remember, if you bring the hundred rand, it's towards the building fund. Do you understand? But just, we'll have fellowship for an hour or so. And enjoy the beautiful garden, the new things that's going to be there. It's a surprise. I will only tell you when you come, you'll see it. Amen. We had a couple who, who married yesterday at, at, at the home affairs and they came to take photos in the garden. The photos were beautiful. Pastor Ali has those photos. You can have a look at them. So that will happen. No fraud ook for me, can say photos fat. Daar zal ik dan ach, zij altijd gejaap. Als ik moest nice met jou, maar zij wat niks nooit genie. Zij wil kan foto's weg. Jou zat tien rennen foto. Tien rennen foto. Ik zie moest al fat selfies hier niet tenen, ne? En voor niet al betalen je ze. But everything we do, a lot of stuff costs money, you know. But it's for us, it's for you. Enjoy. All the work I'm doing is for the people, not for myself. Amen. So how many of you would be interested to join me for the IT? It's about two o'clock on Saturday or so. I'll see. I'll send the text. Now you must give your name to that lady at the back so that I'm only going to do a hundred because it's, it, it's difficult to do a lot of people. So we'll make your cake ready for you and your tea. So Sipo, take their names, write the numbers down so we can see when the first church also gave their names. I don't know how many this church and then the next one then we'll have like a garden opening phase it's going to be powerful all right let's close anything else pastors at the back nothing receive the blessing and then we can we need the next service to come in now is that right Billy yes anything anything I prayed for in the first service we, we have a sister that's not well sister Charlene we pray for you in the first service that the Lord will be merciful to her. Amen. Read your Bibles every day. Pray every day. Fall in love with Jesus. Sing to Him. Pray to Him. Talk to Him. 
water, tune into BMI radio and put on the preaching. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God and you'll be blessed. After the service, you can have fellowship. You can go to the garden a little, whatever you'd like to do. Let's all stand and receive the benediction. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Father, the fellowship, the communion, the contribution, the participation, and the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with all you wonderful people. And all God's children say, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.